0: Welcome to another episode of Jim Merritt's Indiana. I'm Jim Merritt. Today, we're going to talk about homeless youth. I think you know from my career in the Senate, I'm always very concerned about homelessness. And today, I want to be specific. I want to talk about kids that are behind the scenes or, or it's, it's an issue. It's a It's a problem in our society. The city of Indianapolis and the Save Indiana, it's a problem that we all have to pay an incredible amount of attention to. And today, I have Alan witchie who is the president of the Damien Center. We also have Chris Paulson, who's the CEO of the Indiana Youth Group. Uh, Alan, give us a little idea of what happens at the Damien Center, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, the continuum care and the federal the federal. Um, grant that we've
1: gotten. Sure, sure. So we are a comprehensive one-stop shop um, agency. We focus on uh, HIV, uh, people living with HIV and people at high risk for HIV. So we have medical care, mental health. uh, We have food services. We have housing services. um, We have linkage to care that goes out and finds people and brings them in, education and outreach. Uh, We predominantly serve a group of people that are uh, facing health inequities as well as other other uh, inequities across the system. So a lot of people of color, a lot of LGBTQ populations, and a lot of people in poverty and homelessness.
0: And Chris, not many people um, know about the Indiana Youth Group. And that's one of the reasons why we're here today, because I, I think the, uh, these organizations play a key role in helping society and specifically youth. Tell us about the Indiana Youth Group.
2: Um, Indiana Youth Group is the longest serving LGBTQ youth organization in the nation, um, we're entering our 33rd year of uh, service here in Indianapolis. Um, we serve LGBTQ youth ages 12 to 24 and their straight ally friends. Um, we offer um, basic needs support, um, food, showers, laundry, um, intensive case management, and then just um, fun stuff that uh, kids need to, um, to um, build self-esteem and um, hopefully set them on the right path for life.
0: Chris, why do we have... Uh, such a situation, and there are many people that would call it a crisis. When I I uh, served as the co-chair of the uh, homeless task force for the state of Indiana in the early '90s, that was 25 years ago, and uh, and I didn't know that it was it was it was such a dire situation then, but it's even more so now. Why do we have this this continually problem? And if funding weren't the if funding weren't the um, uh, really the solution, maybe some rules, what would you do to eradicate or, or, or reach out and, and make sure that every kid has a home to sleep in?
2: I think um, it's a multifaceted problem. A lot of it is um, homophobia and transphobia in youth. Um, 25% of youth in Indiana are forced out of their homes when they come out to their families. So um, a lot of it is education needed in um, the general society. And um, some youth homelessness is because of generational poverty. We see um, families in poverty can't take care of their older children, so as they become sixteen or 17, 18, they leave the home to not burden the family anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's um, you know it's some of our rules and regulations in the state on how we can help these youth. Mm-hmm. Um, DCS does great work. Um, you know, there's a lot of people there who are really focused on helping youth, but. The youth don't want to get involved in the system because it has a bad name. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out how other organizations are already connected it with stigma. Th- yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we want we need to figure out how other organizations who are already connected to those youth can offer services to get those youth off the street because mm-hmm. um, a number of our youth are on the street without any supports at all.
0: And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you talk to the people at IPS, they have a lot of homeless youth that actually they go do. to school there. And they're very transient. <laughs> they they move around, and I would imagine that is a an incredible uh, situation in the schools. Uh, Alan, when you you when you're talking about working in in this system, and and talk a little bit about the 3.1 million dollars that we got from the federal government, the Trump administration, I'll add, and 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 how the, the continuum of care is working. I know we have a list of of six partners that are six organizations that are participating in this, talk a little bit about um, what the overall plan uh, for the immediate future uh, of, um, of this continuum of care, what you're doing with it right now
1: yeah you know I think I think it's really important um, those issues that Chris was, was just talking about it leads to um, some really horrible you know choices that youth have to make um, they have to make choices about uh, whether how they're gonna survive for the night will they trade sex for a place to sleep for instance will they um, take um, uh, drugs or something to numb themselves and a way to handle the circumstances many face mental health issues um, along the way, addictions are a bit very prominent. So when we create a system, um, it, it's complicated and difficult for the workers because what we're dealing with frequently are people who've had very high mental health issues, high addiction issues, as well as their systems, their families and their friends have cut them off, as Chris has said, that many people will turn their backs on their youth. And so creating a system to support youth is really different um, and more intense in a lot of ways than uh, creating one for adults. It has to have a continuum uh, from everything about diversion, like how do we take people on the edge of homelessness and find a way to keep them stable to to rapidly taking people off the streets and getting them into houses and providing uh, or, or homes or apartments, um, and then providing wraparound services to keep them housed and he- keep them on the track to becoming um, self-sufficient. Um, and then there are a group that will will be very hard to ever reach that kind of, um, uh, status. And so what do we do with that group? Um, and so the system has to accommodate all of that. And, uh, so it requires several different groups to step up and, and help build it out. And it's tough. And the systems aren't built, um, haven't the, the sort of governmental or public systems haven't been put in place to kind of support that
0: infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And and Chris, who are your partners in this, um, Really, it's probably starting to be a crusade to find apartments, find uh, p- uh, places for kids to live.
2: It definitely is. And there's different, um, like Alan said, there's different facets of it. Um, outreach is um, working to um, do diversion to keep mm-hmm. youth from coming into the system. Mm-hmm. Outreach
0: is an organization. Right. On the near east side of downtown Correct. Indianapolis. on yes. Washington. Right.
2: Right. Um, So they're working to keep youth from getting into the system. So anything we can do if we can help um, a family pay rent or um, pay utilities to keep that child in the home, Mm -hmm. um, that's great. Um, Outreach and adult and child have partnered together to um, build a navigation program. So to help the youth figure out the system, um, how do you get a social security card? How do you get your ID? How do you get an address when you're experiencing homelessness? Um, the Damien Center is doing a rapid rehousing program for um, those at risk for HIV and um, parenting and pregnant young adults. Um, Indiana Youth Group has partnered with HealthNet's Homeless Initiative Project to um, also run a rapid rehousing program where we're focusing on LGBTQ youth, um, and we hope to house 60 youth in this first year. And so far, we're about halfway there. We're about halfway through the first year, and we've uh, housed about 30 youth so far.
0: Mm -hmm. And if we could double the money to $6 million on this federal grant, would that be um, uh, the feasible way? Would that be a feasible way to um, eradicate uh, homeless youth in the city of Minneapolis?
2: I believe that kind of money would end... um, homelessness, mm-hmm. um, for youth in Indianapolis.
0: And, and, and Alan, how many people, uh, how many kids do you think in the city of Indianapolis? It's awfully hard to count. I know CHIP, uh, is, is a great organization. And at one point, I think they counted 1,652 people who are homeless in Marion County. How many uh, kids are wandering the streets do you think right now? You
1: know, I, sort of getting an accurate count is incredibly difficult because the youth, are um, very clever at, um, you know, hiding themselves away. And then these definitions change by uh, federal entity. So for instance, um, oftentimes youth are far more likely to couch surf, um, staying at somebody's house for a few days in another person's house in another person's house. And that person wouldn't really be considered homeless by HUD national standards. And yet they clearly don't have a home to go to. Um, And so HUD frequently just defines people as living on the streets or in the shelters or in their cars cars as, as, as homeless. And I think it's really important to note that, you know, like, like some of these, um, uh, you know, like you, you can, um, have people who are under age that also can kind of, um, disappear because if they are discovered they have to be turned into dcs and many of them have had terrible experiences with dcs once or twice or three times and they will do anything to avoid going back into the system and so um so i would just say the counting part is really hard and really complicated and the point in time count is a one day count do you know what those numbers were this past year chris
2: i don't believe they've uh, released the numbers yet for november's count but it's um it's hundreds <laughs> of yeah, youth, it's hundreds. Um, if not thousands, um, counting the uncounted youth. And that's, um, you know, a th- point that I really think we need to focus on is how do we serve those youth who are doing everything they can to be from being put into the system? Um, those are the youth that are most at risk. You know, human trafficking is a huge problem in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's a problem that just continues to grow. And these youth are at at huge, huge risk for trafficking when they're out on the street by themselves.
1: And I I do want to circle back, too, to the issue of money, because money will help solve things. But keep in mind that that a lot of the social issues are still there. If families are still kicking uh, their kids out of the house when they come out of the closet, we will still continually have people coming into homelessness people in poverty who are struggling to pay the bills and they can't literally cannot afford to have their child in the house and the child leaves or the child is asked to leave because they can't afford it if we don't deal with poverty and uh systemic uh issues that keep people into poverty we can't solve that it will just generate a nut the next generation of youth living on the streets
2: and i think when we're talking about ending homelessness that doesn't mean that no one's ever homeless that means that we have the systems built to serve that young person within 30 days of them becoming yeah. homelessness. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Well, I, I think that's kind of the overall for all homelessness. Yes, yes, yes. And, and um, let's just talk about a statewide, not application, but this is just not Indianapolis. This is, we have rural homelessness. Yes. We have yeah. rural hu- hunger. Yeah. Uh, we have, obviously, um, situations, crises in the city of Indianapolis. But, uh, and, and yet, I, I think it's a statewide problem and and we all have to um start working on all these issues and and you can be consif- conservative or liberal but it's the actual taking care of your neighbor yes yeah. and, and that's really the that's really the 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 um point i come from is taking care of your neighbor and and i think that um mental health works so so it's really the elephant in the middle room yes. on lots of issues here.
1: It, it is. And I think uh, it's really important to even for young people, the, the group that we're talking about, we focus on 18 to 24 with this project, but th- that group shows up disproportionately in many other areas, right? So in the case of HIV infections, and in the, in the case of um, sexually transmitted infections, much, much higher rates um, amongst young people now. Um, and so we talk about the HIV epidemic, it is spreading um, massively in that age group, more so than other age groups. But it's not just that, it's overdoses, it's a drug, it's 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 people who are experiencing depression and anxiety at very high levels. So at, at this, this age, you're still developing a lot and your brain is not fully developed and your coping mechanisms are not fully developed. And then on top of that, if you don't have the support system that you need, um, it leads to um, sort of uh, just a cycle of bringing more and more people uh, into the, into the um, uh, sector of, of homelessness.
2: And unfortunately, as a society, we're the ones putting the trauma on these youth. Um, you know, when they get thrown out of their homes or rejected in their church or bullied in school that's trauma that, as a society, we're putting on the youth. So mm-hmm. as a society, we need to figure out how to fix that before we can figure out how to fix homelessness.
1: And I think it's important. Your point is important, Jim, is that this happens not just in Indianapolis. It happens in every city and town and rural area. We see people from all over the state that come into our center every year that are struggling with these very same issues in rural Indiana, in small town Indiana. hmm
2: we also see um youth of color, specifically black youth, way overrepresented Absolutely. in the um, population that's experiencing homelessness, which is another thing we need to address, not only in youth homelessness, but in all
0: homelessness. How do we do that? how do how do we um, I, I had when I ran for mayor of Indianapolis, I had a black agenda. but we didn't talk about homelessness specifically with with African American kids. Uh, are there any models around the country? Boy, this is a great interview. They're interviewing themselves here. (laughs) Um, Are there places that we could model after, or do you have some ideas of how we can focus on the black youth?
1: Well, I I do think, um, you know, as a white man, I don't want to speak on behalf of the black community or black men, but I, I will say from our experience in working with people, there are systems set up, again, that do perpetuate um, this scenario. And so how do we dismantle those systems is a great question and it's complicated and it's it's very hard. But um, looking around the country, as you asked, there are great models that exist out there, but also it's not, I always hate to say this, I always say it's not rocket science, you know, it's what we need. We know a lot of what works. We know a lot of what, what what we can do um and oftentimes there's a resource um that's needed to make that happen it's um oftentimes we have to decide as a state as a city as a community are we willing to invest um to make some solutions to find some solutions um for people who are most disenfranchised who are struggling the most in our community
0: well um this has been a great uh, we don't have a table but it's been a, re- a really great roundtable discussion at the Roundtable Recording Company, uh, Alan, uh, tell everybody your your name, your position, and where your operation is at the ambient Center. So, if someone wants to contact you, that that's another part of this podcast is is the outreach that I'm yeah. trying to do and and make this um, community aware of situations that are going on sure sure
1: so um it's alan witchy i'm the president and ceo at the damien center so we are located on the near east side at um basically washington and arsenal street so okay. just immediately east of downtown and what's the address um it's 26 north arsenal okay. and people can find us by going to damien dot org, um or they can call us at 317-632-0123 chris
2: um, Indiana Youth Group is located at 38th and Meridian. Um best way to reach us is uh through our website at indianayouthgroup.org or 317-541-8726.
0: And you spell Paulson with Ian, P, P-
2: Yes. With
0: E-N. yes. <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen, I this is uh, I I so enjoy these podcasts because I learned something and uh obviously we need outreach to individuals young and old and and homelessness is a problem in this country and it's not just sweeping them off the street there's a life there there's somebody there's a character there somebody that we need to reach out understand what is wrong in their life what is right in their life and and uh and offer the services to help them uh become a productive human being in the city and the state of indiana uh uh, thank you very much for appearing with me. And uh, uh, thank you again. We will have another episode uh, very soon. Carl Olson is a wonderful man with the Minority Health Coalition. So we'll get into more issues, more things are going on in the health uh, community. And, and, uh, but I, I very much appreciate you watching and listening today. This is Jim Merritt with Jim Merritt's Indiana.